podcast listeners, this is Spotlight on Grace, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and co-hosting with me today is Pastor Tanya Marks. Hey, y'all. And we're sitting down with Pastor Michelle to talk about a few different things. Hey, Michelle. Hello. Thank Hello. you. Thank you for s- sitting down with us and taking some time out of your busy schedule. Oh, it's no big deal. I'm very, very excited about this. It's my awesome. very first podcast ever, yeah. so. Very but good. it wouldn't be here without you. That is true. You helped so much getting us started and Thanks. artwork and. It's just so fun. Such a fun idea. It, um, it, it is. A, we're enjoying we it. Hope I wish you could see our smiles. We're all so giddy right now. <laughs> I have no idea if anyone else is enjoying it, but we're having fun. So right. we're just going to keep going. <laughs> I love it. I feel like if only our parents listen to this, oh, it's worth it. You know, I don't even, I don't think my parents listen to podcasts, but I will let them know they, they have a podcast to listen to. They will for you. To. They will right. for you. That's good. All right. Well, let's start out you're the only one in here today so I don't have any other questions to bounce off of anyone else but I think I think you're interesting we'll enough to fill the time I can talk <laughs> I can talk all right so tell us a little bit about yourself your family outside of Grace Church like outside of work who is who is Michelle well I am married to my husband his name is Philip I'm sure most, if you're listening, you probably have met him or seen him or heard him probably before you saw him coming. Some so. some of the kids are are surprised by that fact. Like they think you're so young, they could like my kids were like, "Who's that guy that's always following Michelle around?" Like when you first came, so I'm silly. like, "That's her husband. She's married." <laughs> yeah. That's. Oh yes, he is. He's great, and we don't have any kids. We have a dog. She's the best. Her name's Mila. Um, all my, her hair is always on me everywhere we go. Um, but yeah, outside of church, we love, I say we, I should say me, what do I love to do? Mm -hmm. I love, um, this sounds weird, but like decorating. I know you both across from the table for me know that, but I love like home good, home goods, not like just the store, but like, I love all things pertaining to decoration Making spaces feel comfortable and homey. That's like one of my favorite things. I love that. Um, in the on pretty days, we love to be outside. We like just I don't know being outside. Not necessarily always hiking. I like to hike, but not like like you won't catch me on the trails every weekend kind of a thing. Yeah, but it is fun. Um, and we love to travel. We travel a lot. That's like a big thing that we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to fit in as much as our vacation time allows us. So we travel all the time. That's like one of our top favorite things to do. We also love food. We eat a lot and we eat like, we just love food. But, but you're you, foodie people. Yes. Yeah. Like foodie people. Like we will eat, we'll try anything once. And so anytime we go to rest, anytime we go out of town, we'll look for like the little, mm-hmm. the places that are the holes in the walls or, or like a really nice plate. We just love food. Yeah. And now who cooks at your house? Oh, Philip, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Let me just say I cooked two meals this week. And that's a record. Were they microwave meals? No, they were like recipes. (laughs) Like I cooked, like we're talking meatballs. Yeah. And they weren't frozen. So, um, Philip is the cook. He, he just enjoys it more than me. You know, like I just, it kind of stresses me out because I'm always concerned that I'm going to mess it up and whatever. Um, he's just, Hey, let's throw this in here. And he's he's just more more confident. Yes. Yes. Create creations. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. Um, so he's definitely the cook of a family, but we both enjoy 
all food. You both like to eat, so that's oh, good. Oh, that absolutely. Good. <laughs> yes, yes. All um, things. So I know a lot of people probably want to know the answer to this question. And as a disclaimer, <laughs> I don't think we should ever run around just <laughs> randomly asking people this question. But I have talked to Michelle about this in the past and then pre right before this recording. Yes. And she gave me the green light to ask this question. So you told me about your family. It's you, Philip, and the dog, Mila. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on expanding your family anytime soon? We have plans for children. You know, she's great. She really did ask this before we started this. This is not because I know some of y'all listeners have asked me before on a Sunday morning when I got three minutes to be on the platform when I'm having kids. Probably not the best time, but, um, you know, (laughs) she did ask before we talked about this. We do have plans. You know, when we first got married, the thought of having a child truly like I would be really I would have probably been sad at the beginning of our marriage to find out I was having a child, but we are not at that point anymore. I would be happy. Um, but hopefully in the near future. Yeah. I used to say far future, and now I say near future, so that's a big step for me. Yes. So yes. the near future, I would say. Okay, awesome. Well, now you know the answer to the now, question. Now you know, but I do. I have a nephew, and I love him. And he has been really fun to watch grow up the past two years. They live in or just outside of Louisville in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and he's just the best. Yeah, we love him. Awesome. Yeah. Well, enjoy being married without kids right now <sighs> yeah, because really it fun. does get better yeah. when you have kids. But it's just different. It's fun. It's, it's fun right now. I know it'll be a different fun, but yes, we're you enjoying. don't sound convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> This is why we don't have kids. Maybe it's because all of us with kids are scaring you with our own children. (laughs) You know, when we first came here, we were in y'all's small group. Uh, We were in Burr's. And Tanya, actually, it was a combined small group. Yes. And And we scared you. We scared you for life. It's our fault. We had just got married. I mean, I was probably like 23. And we joined that small group. And I... There was probably like 54 kids in that small group. I know that I was, I'm exaggerating, but that's what it felt like. Listen, the Lord said be fruitful and multiply, and we took that and you seriously. Took that seriously. And we were like, wow, there's a lot of kids here. Maybe we should start a small group. And get out of this one with all these but curtain we really, climbers. We really did love it. It was, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, so. but that might be why you're a little scared. Yeah, it was a little bit. So we do love kids. Maybe it was our parenting style. Maybe oh, that no. should have been. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest I remember because my kids were probably the oldest of the group yes. at that point mm-hmm. and there were lots of still like preschooler early elementary yes. kids and mine were kind of later elementary and right. Jay was yeah. a teenager so I remember even thinking on the the opposite end of Michelle <laughs> but still friends with these people with young children sure like sitting back imagining <laughs> what it was like for Michelle and going home and telling Tracy like all those women talk about is consignment sales and the kid, you know, cause pickup was, lines. Cause, yeah, because we were kind of past that, and I thought that's probably kind of scary, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it was great. It was a great learning. It's scary, and Tanya's on the other end, going, "Thank the good Lord, it's I over. love doing that." It's no, over. I love over. I love my kids. We'll do a whole other oh. episode on how awesome kids are. I love that. They are awesome. All right, Michelle, tell us about how you got started in ministry because that wasn't your original plan when you went to yeah. Trevecca. That was not part, even even in your wildest imagination, right? Yeah, no. Um, I told Burr before this that it was the Lord's plan, obviously, and not mine. <laughs> um, but I went to Trevecca with hopes of um, just studying music, and I didn't know where that was going to take me. And so I was a classical voice major, 
And um, that means I, I just, I sang classical music. I studied that. I studied the voice. That was mm-hmm. my whole time at Trevecca. I sang in some operas and I loved it. But by probably by like beginning of my senior year, I was like, you know, I just don't know that I'm going to be an opera singer. Like yeah. that just doesn't seem like my route. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem where I want to go. Um, and so I guess, so all of my time starting the summer, um, before my sophomore year, I started traveling in one of the PR groups at Trevecca, um, one of the public relations groups okay. and it was Awaken was the name of the group. And that's Philip and I traveled together, which is a whole and, other story. And that's, but, how, and oh, that's how you Lord got Philip. Yes. And that's how <laughs> Philip came about. Um, and so, but I think in that time it, I approached it as like, oh, this is a great way to have some um, financial assistance because sure. there's a scholarship involved and everything. Um, I had a horrible audition, my very first audition. They had told me, you need to be able to play an instrument and sing. And I was like, well, I'll try my best. And so my audition was horrible, but um, I made it. They put me in one of the groups. And so, I mean, for me, really, it was a way to help pay for <laughs> Trebecca. And um, I just vividly because I had never led worship I come from a very small church in Kentucky we they we still sing out of the hymnals like they're the the brown books sing to the lord books and I think now there's a screen and they have like projection (laughs) lyrics for things but the hymnals are still there and so that's what I knew and so I did not I was not comfortable like leading worship with a band and all that and so um I just kind of I did that for four years and we traveled across the Southeast to churches and retreats and camps and all that and leading worship. And I specifically remember a moment and I, I think it was my second year of traveling. Yeah, I think it was my second year of traveling. We were at, I think camp Adrian, is that the Georgia campground, you know, yeah, camp Adrian, yep. um, in Georgia and just having this moment of leading worship and more connected than I had ever been in a moment of worship in my entire life. Um, we were, we were leading. He loves us. Um, this, I'm sure everybody knows that song. He loves us. Oh, he loves us. And there, I just felt an over, overwhelming, um, uh, moment with the presence of God that just felt so holy. And so like, I don't know. I just have discovered something new here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so every time I think of my journey, I think of that moment because it, and Philip and I still talk about it because we, we both remember that night, that service at that camp and just how powerful it was. And so um, anyways, still, though, I didn't see worship as like my route, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and um, by the time I was a senior and if you're a senior in college, I'm sure most of you have feel like you don't know what you're going to do with your life and what, seven months. So I was feeling on. so let's just start a podcast. Um, but no, I was feeling very like, I have no idea. You know, Trevecca, you got to move out on graduation day. Like you got to get out. I'm like, where am I going to go? I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I was just feeling like worship probably wasn't my route. I didn't know like how that would work out for me, whatever. Do they even make money? Like, hey, do, can I make money? Like, I don't know that I feel called to be a pastor. Right. Like, I just didn't know. And so anyways, one day I was in a class led by uh, Dr. Deal and he was the music Oh, now I'm going to get it on my head of the music department okay. at the time at Trebecca. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was doing a class and I was in it that semester and it was something about 
music and the church and it was a whole class on it. And so that topic that day, the discussion was, um, how important is actual music to, um, like the body of Christ? Mm -hmm. Like when you're coming together, why is it important to sing and all that? And so I, this was like an 8am class. I never talked. I was just there. <laughs> and apparently I had a lot to say that day and I shared a lot and I spoke up a lot. Da, da, da. And so after class, he had asked me to stay back and I'm like, Oh no. Cause I'm like I had gotten in trouble at his class before for talking. <laughs> so I did. And so, um, anyways, he pulls me aside and he says, I just feel led to tell you that I, um, I see you have a passion for the church and you have a passion for worship. And if you feel, if you're feeling like, um, I guess, confused or just not sure your direction. I just want to call it out in you right now that I see you have a passion and the Lord's given you a, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't remember verbatim what he said, but it was something along those lines. And I just, in my, I was like, okay, thanks. Cool. <laughs> like two thumbs up. It's very sweet of you, but I don't know how, I don't even know how to receive that. That's sure. very sweet, but I don't even know what that means, but thank you. Um, and then the next day, the next day, I got on Facebook and I had a message from Pastor Mark Lindstrom uh -huh. of Columbia Grace Church of the Nazarene. <laughs> and Mark and I come from the same town in Mayfield, Kentucky. So he knows me and I knew him. I grew up with his niece at our home church. And so he knew I was at Trevecca, but he's a little bit older than me. So I, a little bit we, older. Than yeah. He, uh, <laughs> when I came into the world, he was already at Trevecca. Right, uh -huh. So like he's old enough to be your dad. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> could. He definitely could. Yes. So he had just randomly reached out to me and just, uh, there was a Facebook message. And no I can random. go back and yeah, it was not, <laughs> there random. Was not that random. was the Lord, was the Lord. striking while the eye yes. was <laughs> Yeah. Cause my heart was sensitive. Yeah. And so he reached out and just, was like, Hey, Michelle, uh, what are your plans after you graduate? And I'm like, I don't know, Mark, you tell me. <laughs> and so at the time, Grace Church did not have a worship pastor. And so uh, the church was in a transition. And so he just was like, Hey, could you, could we pay you to come out and lead us in worship on mm -hmm. Sunday mornings? Like, and I'm like, absolutely. That sounds great. Here's my schedule. This is when I'm in town, not traveling PR. I would love to be there. Well, then that just led to where we are today. So Here we are <laughs> five years, actually really six years later, because I technically started showing up leading worship, I think around like October of 2014. Yeah. What a blessing so, it's been to have yeah, you And then too. here we are. Yeah. And now, yeah, what a journey. Well, we are thankful. <laughs> Seriously, we're thankful you're here. You know, there's never a Sunday morning service that I come to that you're leading that I feel like this is the Michelle Noel show. Mm -hmm. Like you are truly engaging us in worship. It's not sit down, enjoy this performance, even yeah. though you are absolutely gifted. Um, you know, you've been yeah. gifted with a great voice. You can play instruments, but I really feel like you're worshiping and leading us in worship. It's never, Thank you know, you. a performance. So yes. I appreciate and Sometimes that. she's that not even the one leading the song because exactly. that's <laughs> not who she has to be to, yeah. right. you know, she has mm. such a heart for getting others involved too. Yeah. So that's been beautiful to see over the years. Yeah. yeah. So talking about sweet. getting others involved, like your ministry is mm. so much more than just, um, getting up on Sunday and singing. Yes. It is so much yeah. more than that. Yeah. And so how has that segued from being our worship leader into now you're pursuing a path of um, becoming ordained in the church of the Nazarene to be a pastor, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like real early on here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to get my stuff but in order. You but you just yes. got your local license, yes, which is I the did. very first yes, step. That's so the first you're, step. You're in progress. The easy step. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Um, yeah. It's very true. So why did you feel led to pursue that rather than just stay just like you were as a just music leader? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that you can work in the church and then not be able to, you have to pastor people. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like to think if I was just going to come in and be the worship leader, well, that's just not going to happen. Like you just automatically fall into the role of like, here's, you know, there's people who need care and people who need pastoring and need a friend and need and I just think I think I stepped into this position I was 22 Mm. as this is a job and I have bills to pay soon and so we gotta start paying these bills I mean really truthfully like I don't know that I saw myself as a pastor I definitely didn't see myself as a pastor and um I just think over time the Lord has um well one worked on my heart but also just used this position to show me ways that he's gifted me mm-hmm. and ways that I actually feel excited things that I feel excited to do. Right. And, um, I've talked to, I've spent a lot of time talking to Tanya about this cause I've just like toyed with it. Like <laughs> I don't want to do this unless I believe it. And unless I really believe in it and feel like this is, I don't just want to do it because it feels like the next step. I want to do it because I feel like the Lord's leading me to, to do this. And that's why it's kind of taken me a little bit longer because I didn't, I didn't just want to do something to do something. And, um, I don't know. I just think through all the, the past five years, multiple, I mean, it's just been a natural thing that's turned into it. Well, I find it interesting that you said you don't come to the church without pastoring people, but you kind of, do you just didn't because right. you were meant to be a pastor <laughs> right I know. that's why it was mm. so so natural yeah. for you to take on a shepherding and a pastoral role is because right. that's probably yeah. the call that God had on your life yeah. you just I just didn't know it you just didn't know mm. it yet a lot no. of us saw it already <laughs> yeah well it, it, yeah I mean Mark I've I even think back to him I'm like he wouldn't have just hired me if he thought I couldn't Right. I hope. I mean, I think he right. put a lot of like faith and hope right. in who he thought I could be. Right. But, um, you know, I did, I guess my, about the second year I was here, I was just feeling like I needed, I want to do something that fits more into like what my degree was. And so mm-hmm. I told Philip, I was like, my audition for the Nashville opera. And so I did, I got in, I did the show Carmen and I absolutely hated it. I love performing. I love performing at TV. Uh-huh. Like, it was so cool. Such a good experience. But I'm like, that's not where God needs me. Like, yeah. I'm not supposed to be there. And what, that a, was not what a confirmation place. for you to see yes. that if yes. you had chosen a different path, yeah. that you might not have yeah. been happy in that yeah. role. Yeah. So, Tanya, do you ever really feel like a pastor? <laughs> do you? I'm asking you because she, you have. she said she doesn't know that she felt like a pastor. Do you ever actually feel like one? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. so. I don't think yeah. you have to be ordained to no. right. have that feeling. Okay. You know? um, but yeah, yeah, there's that when you're, when your heart and your care is for the yeah. people, which mm-hmm. you maybe did it not backwards, so right. to speak, but you, you came in to do a task probably and then begin to care for your people and yes. love your people and shepherd your people yeah. and then 
put the put the like, label with ding, it, maybe, right. so to yes. speak. Yeah. And I know she's listening to the Lord because if she'd been listening to the rest of us, she'd be like halfway through <laughs> right. her ministerial process. <laughs> That's so true. I would have started her. a long time <laughs> ago. She had to wait and make right. sure it was yeah. the Lord, which yeah. is good. That's the way yeah. to do it. So. Yeah. Well, and I think it just proves like she's you're in it more, Michelle, not for the title, but for the actual yeah. care and love of the church, which I think is yeah. what makes a real pastor, you know, right. a real pastor. It's not just about the label, even though that, you know, is achieving important. that is right. important and right. learning and all of that. But well, and this this staff is amazing, and everyone that I worked with has been amazing. But I've never felt pressured, really. It, if the pressure has ever been there, it's been like good pressure. Like mm-hmm. you should probably like be ready for <laughs> land this. the plane, Michelle. land the plane. Yeah, it's never been like well, you're out of here if you're you know, right? <laughs> if you're no, not on right. track in Absolutely. a year, and no. so I've always appreciated that. Um, so, but yes, you know, it's my grandfather was a Nazarene pastor his mm-hmm. whole life. Um, my uncle was a Nazarene pastor still is his whole life. My aunt and uncle were missionaries in the church of the Nazarene. Like, yeah. wh- what am I? I? This is in my blood. You know what I mean? Like I believe Nazarene, like I just do. So anyways, that's funny. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your ministry here at Grace, like Worship arts is that what? We, yeah, yeah. The worship, worship arts, arts yeah. is is what your ministry is mm-hmm. here. So, what all does that encompass? How do people get involved if they're interested in doing that? Yeah, we have, um, and it's you know, COVID always has. It seems like it's changed so much, but really, right now in this moment, it hasn't. Right now, um, we still have a worship band that plays regularly. And I'm always looking for volunteers, so if you play an instrument, let me know. Um, But I have a great rotation of volunteers, all people within the church who are here and meeting all the time. Um, Worship team, which kind of flows out of our choir ministry, um, which I would say has probably suffered the most since COVID, um, just has been the hardest thing to get back into confidently. Um, But um, the choir ministry is... I guess one of the my favorite surprises of the past six years of my life, because I remember taking this job and being like, there's a choir? Oh, no. And I have to leave them? <laughs> and I have to leave them? <laughs> oh, no. And yet, I, it's like my one of my favorite parts of the job now. So, that, you know. Um, but I love, I love the choir. And um, I, pre-COVID, we were doing a show. like We have like a Valentine's mm-hmm, Mystery mm-hmm. Theater, which we all of the, we collect cereal boxes and give to Highland Park Elementary students on their spring break. Um, I'm not really sure what that's going to look like for (laughs) the spring, but that falls under my ministry as well, creative arts. And so um, we have a tech team, the video team. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, A huge volunteer list. Anytime we're supposed to like write out our volunteers and to send on for, you know, whatever purposes. I'm like, man, we have a lot of, I have a lot of wonderful volunteers who legitimately make the service happen on yes. and they're here early like they're they don't the just show up at 9 15 they're here early and the last ones to leave a lot of times yeah. and so i mean a wonderful group of tech team from the slides that you see on sunday mornings the lyrics i always say tell those guys i have four guys that rotate on that i'm like you're the most important person in the room <laughs> yes you're the most that screen messes up <laughs> because if people may not be seen <laughs> they don't know you're here when you're doing great right but they know you're here when you mess up right. like goes they're right. sound booth guys yes oh you yeah, know, yeah. something goes wrong but those guys work most of the so time we forget hard. they're there because it's so good true. yes and our video team they're phenomenal and so that is kind of the all of the worship arts ministry that i get to 
kind of lead up. So I love it. Awesome. Now we sat down with the pastors a few weeks ago and discussed in one of our podcast episodes, well, actually a two-part podcast episode, this idea of the one page and encouraging our community towards wholeness in Jesus. And one of the core values of that is honest worship. And I thought it would be so appropriate since you are our worship leader. And even though worship, honest worship happens um, outside of what we do on Sunday mornings, it does happen on Sunday mornings yeah. as well. So yeah. can you talk to us a little bit from your standpoint, what honest worship yeah. means to you? I And the whole process of creating this page, I feel like we really did spend a lot of time on this wording, like way more than my own self would have spent on the wording. Yes. <laughs> so we referenced we, that several times. Yes, like me. we worked. They keep telling me about this. <laughs> we strained for this. <laughs> and so very proud of that because I think it, I think it's just true. And I think it's, I'm, I think it is who we are and who we aspire to be a, a value, like who we hope to be and live up to. Um, but I think coming into that, we talked a lot about, you know, worship and obviously how important it is always, but specifically to our congregation here. Um, and I, something that as, as I've come into my own in this role and, you know, tried to figure out what, you know, what is it, Lord, that you're putting on my heart that I hope to really, um, I don't know, live into as a worship leader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just honesty has been one big thing that I feel just very, it's, it's just really important. And um, I think a lot of times we, you know, we see church as we come in and, you know, we have it all together and like, and we don't. And we don't. We, just we don't. Like, none of us do. <laughs> right. But it's like, but when you come in here, you do. Right. And you need to get it together, and you need to sit down, and you need to, you know. And that's just not true, and that's just not life, and that's just not. Um, sometimes that is true. Like, we feel great. You yeah. come in, and some days feel like Easter morning, and it just feels like, right. roll the stone away. It's a new day. Right. And there's some days that feel more like you know, good Friday and just the sadness and the darkness and the heaviness of the day. And, um, I think in my personal experience, my, the church has always done really well with the celebration, the celebratory Mm -hmm. parts of life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I always remember like a big Palm Sunday, like my church brought in a donkey. What? We're talking backwoods, Kentucky. We had a donkey coming down, a donkey coming down to church, and we waved the branches. And honestly, I love it. Like I still remember that, and I love it. Um, But then I don't know that there was anything like in the middle of the week before we got to Easter. Mm -hmm. So we just went to the celebration of Palm Sunday to the celebration of Easter, and um, as a as a child, whatever, I didn't think much into that. But, um, my first time, I guess, experiencing a a Tenebrae service, am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Which is a service of darkness, which is what the Good Friday service is that we do, um, was at Trevecca. And I think I was a freshman the first time I experienced it. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like it just was so, it was, it was scripture. Like we just listened to the story there was a song, the lights went out, and then you left. And there was no, like, but he's coming. Like, there yeah, was no hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was done. And we walked out. And I just remember being so impacted by that. And so um, just like, wow. But that's, like, the story that we know mm-hmm. is that he, yes, we on this side of history know that 
Jesus, you know, rose again. But then in the story, those people didn't know. Right. And so when they walked away on Friday, like there was, it was sad. It was hopeless. And I think a lot of times we find ourselves in that space of just feeling hopeless and sad and wanting to lament more than we want to shout for joy. Right. And so as a worship pastor here, I, I say a lot, I have the best view mm-hmm. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to stand in the back of the room because <laughs> it would just be better for me and yeah. my emotions. So I can't see anybody, but there's some Sundays when I just look out and I'm, I know what people are going through right. and I know some situations, like there's some Sundays where I look out and I see someone who just lost their father and someone who just had a baby and someone who just, and it's like, Oh Lord, how do I hold all of this? in this moment right Right. now and how, how do we do that? And so, um, I think the church and even like songwriters, there's, there's more songs that are more, I guess, for lament. And you can't just say and lament, you know, you got to celebrate because there there are highs and lows. There's highs and lows. Yeah. And so, but I think just, um, creating a space that, um, honors, every parts of life, the joys and the sorrows, which is what, um, our, the honest worship value says, honoring all parts of that and acknowledging that when you come here, this is a safe space to just bring who you are to the Lord today, because that's what he wants from you because he already knows, like you can't hide from him. And so, um, just letting our people know that's a, that's an important thing to us. Like we want you to just be where you are right now right. and know that the Lord sees you in that. Yeah. I, d- I have no idea how you stand up there and see that oh. and continue on without your voice cracking because like sometimes knowing a story mm-hmm. and seeing that person show up every Sunday has been a huge testimony to yes. me just to watch, you know, that yeah. person that sits in my section and yeah. I know they're going through something hard, but yeah. th- I know they don't feel like raising their hand. I know they don't feel like singing to yeah. God that day, but they do it. Yeah. And it is, I hear you reference a sacrifice of praise that day but but then that that models for me how to be going through a hard time and still come in and have faith and say I trust you God and you're worthy of my worship even when things aren't good yeah so it's hard there's some Sundays where I don't (laughs) you do it I I don't know how you do it I don't I sometimes just have to close my eyes for the sake of not seeing you all but (laughs) um you know it is like it's a testimony to me you know it it fills me and it helps um grow my faith to see Mm -hmm. people who've been walking with the lord for their whole lives and experiencing a difficulty and still showing up like i think i used to gauge in my um younger years of younger years of (laughs) 27 early in my early 20s. 20s my gauge of like i don't know I don't know this may sound crazy to you, but like a successful morning or like, how do we even like rate ourselves? And you know what, how was, how was the worship or whatever? I'm like, well, did they lift their hands? Like that was, I guess my way of like seeing it as a good day. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true because like, we just don't worship the same, right? We just don't, no, right. Some we people don't, are never going to no. raise their hands. And that's so. okay. And but, that's okay. But I would see people just connect differently. And I've loved seeing how people connect in worship. Mm. And even like there's some Sundays where someone who's not expressive raises their hands and I about fall out. Like it's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love, you know, I know someone's having a hard week and they just cry through worship. And so it's, 
Yeah, sometimes it is a sacrifice of praise, and yeah. it's it's sometimes hard to watch. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very emotional, so I just sometimes have to. Yeah, just me and the Lord. So. Yeah. You do a good job keeping it together. <laughs> you do. You really There's do. Some weeks, yeah. you really do. There's some weeks. Now you referenced that COVID has changed some things with worship, but um, what can we look forward to? Christmas is right around the corner. Can you tell us what's happening in your ministry yes. for the Advent Christmas season? Yeah. Well, do you know my last name's Noel? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole thing i, I bet no so one ever points that out to you noel christmas or if we sing a song with noel in it they're like oh <laughs> did you is that because of your no <laughs> that wrote, long existed wrote, before me they wrote that song before i was a noel <laughs> yes um so yes christmas will look a little bit different so in the past I, I don't know how long the church has done this but it's been long before me but we would have a sunday um really a cantata is what it is. I like to call it a morning of worship, <laughs> choral <laughs> worship, because cantata just doesn't really say it right with me, but that's what it is, I guess. Um, and so we would, you know, do a whole morning of just music. And so um, that just didn't quite seem right this year and not everyone has come back in Not everybody feels comfortable doing that much singing. It just sure. didn't seem quite right. And so we will be singing a song each Sunday of Advent, the choir will be. So Advent starts on um, November the 29th. I believe that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, we will be singing a song as the choir that kind of goes with the theme of that Sunday as we light the candles of Advent. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to do something different. Um, I think it'll be, um, I'm just you know, as, as people who have waited, we know what waiting means more uh-huh. than ever this year. I, the, the anticipation of Advent and understanding the waiting more, I'm just so excited about it. So right. I think it's going to yes. be good. Yes. Yeah. And something to celebrate. Cause yeah. it seems like this year has been a whole lot of not celebration. Not celebration. Yeah. So like I'm exactly excited to celebrate yes. something, you it's know, just, it's good. Yes. So I'm excited to um, do something a little bit different and still trying to figure out logistics of it all. But um, you can expect to see the choir each Sunday of Advent singing okay. a song. So, awesome. So yeah. it's just, we're spreading it out. We're spreading yeah, the joy exactly. of the choir we're out. We're just spreading it out. I love yes, it. Even more. I love so it'll it. be great. So, to see them up there and like I just appreciate you guys started this music in August like you always would have. Yes. And the ones who have felt comfortable being here. Yeah. They've been yep. here on, on Wednesday nights, and that's been a neat thing to see, like, their dedication and their commitment. Mm-hmm. And we know mm-hmm. it's going to be different, yes. but we want to offer what we can. Yes. yes. So no one that. has given me grief. It's been great. Um, We've even had, like, I'm on Zoom every Wednesday night with some people mm-hmm. yeah. doing the music. Just, they're like, I think I'm going to be there, so we're going to learn the music. So, anyways, it's been it's been fun. Good. And I just think of something new and exciting. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. Also, the second Sunday of December in the second service, so December 13th in the 1045 service, the kids are going to be doing their Christmas musical, Pastor Jeff and his team, um, Megan and Leah Bigger and Bethany Reichman, mm-hmm. I think, is helping, and who knows who else. Um, they're going to do a musical this year. Mm-hmm. It's called the Dream Team Parade, and the tagline is an almost canceled Christmas. So they <laughs> thought perfect. that was perfect, perfect for 2020. 2020. <laughs> but um, I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. I popped in there yes. um, the other night on a Wednesday night before choir practice, and the kids were running around with their little choir books, and somebody showed me her paper so with her part highlighted. <laughs> so they were getting ready for that. So I'm excited to see that. So that's 
coming up. And we just so appreciate when the whole church family comes out to yes. support yeah. the kids at those. Yes. That those are not just, I have a child in the musical or right. a grandchild. That is the whole church body needs to be there supporting the kids yeah. that day. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it'll be a great day. Yeah. Well, and I love it too, because I feel like the message that comes across in those plays, there's nothing like hearing the Christmas message through the mouth of children. Mm-hmm. Like there's something yes. about it that just pierces you straight oh, to the heart. Yes. And yes. I, I love it when it, you know, I've, I've had children in it. So of course I, of course I love it, <laughs> yeah. but I do feel like it is more meaningful Um, the Christmas season when you hear it through the mouths of children. So yeah, I love it. Well, podcast listeners, did you know that we have an email address? Mm -hmm. We do. If you have any questions or any ideas for what we could discuss on our podcast, we'd love it if you would email us at podcast at columbiagrace.org. That's podcast at columbiagrace.org. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, both of you, for being in the studio today. Thanks for having me. And we look forward to our next episode where we're going to be doing all things Christmas. I hope that you know that God's grace is sufficient for you.